Hey, this is Jack Rogers. Hello, this is Olivia Valerio. This is Chris Hughes. This is Abby Bennett. Hi, this is Mike Kinsler, and you're listening to the Inside Pitch with Bob Fredette and Tom Hall of Fame Haley. Wow. It's all brand new. It's a fresh season. The Rutland Herald's local sports podcast. Brought to you by our season sponsor, the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Healthy you, healthy together. Here they are, Bob Fredette and Tom Haley. Okay, welcome back to Inside Pitch. I'm Bob Fredette here with Tom Haley, George Nostrin, our engineer. And I want to start today's broadcast by giving a shout-out to Gabriella Bion of Mill River, backup goalie last week who had a fantastic right. game and a shutout over Woodstock. You just don't see that. That's just the kind of thing that falls into your lap sometime as a writer, and you're just happy enough to say, oh, wow, look at this. Here's my story. Lou Gehrig, Wally Pipp. I mean, sometimes that happens. Somebody, something unforeseen happens, uh, illness, uh, injury, and it's just an opportunity for somebody else, and sometimes they really take advantage of it, and she did it. She did it, yeah, absolutely. And it's a, you know, and you're playing a good Woodstock team, and it's a good program to beat, and it's a really good way to get your season off on the right foot. And uh, when you do it without your regular keeper, it's all the more, you know, just just a great reason to celebrate. So, uh, and they put up a couple of goals. I'll tell you what, Mill River, I just just go a little bit farther, has some real good speed up front, you know, and uh, they I know they they, do. they like they to play a short four by one hundred uh, the relay state championship relay team. Yeah, yeah, fast, and they're fast, fa- you know, flyers. they should, they need to go over the top just a little bit more than they do because you know that really kind of stretches the defense out right. and gets some thinking, you know. And yep. They, and they got both their goals that way, just quick strikes. And everything. boy, it's hard to argue against that kind of success, you know. Exactly. So, uh, you know, so Sean Bendig was a happy camper, but uh, you know, he wants to play the short passing game, and for the most part, it looked good. It was just missing that last connection. Yep. So I think that those kids have got to get a little bit better at that. But you know, boy, it's always nice to have the deep ball. But uh, you know, some teams play for that Springfield. He said it wouldn't have worked against Springfield because they they played four back. Right uh, and everything, right. but uh, sometimes you got to pick your spots and just go for it. So, anyway, so Mill River girls soccer team is 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 going to be you know pretty exciting to watch this year, and uh, then you go over, then you go down Route Four to their their big rival Fairhaven. That girls team is uh that's got a right to have uh, designs on a deep uh, playoff run. I think. Uh, the Fairhaven girls uh, last night under the lights they defeated a good Springfield team two to nothing. Uh, I believe the Slaters are still perfect this year. Uh, there's a lot of excitement in Fairhaven between the football team, which bounced back this week, the boys soccer team, which has won more games this year already than they have like in the last three years combined. In the girls' soccer team, which is really a legit title contender. Yeah, yeah. So and then so there's a lot of excitement at Fairhaven. Like a lot you of celebration. This, this is a big weekend, uh, you know, and and, yep. and and more places than than one. But let me just throw out Fairhaven because they've got Bellows Falls coming. Correct. And football on Friday night, and I'm really anxious to see how this is going to shake out. We just finished doing our power rankings for the week. Yes. I did football. You had uh, field hockey. Yes. And um, watching Fairhaven against Middlebury, they didn't look very good. Uh, they bounced back. Um, and BF bounced back. And BF bounced now back. Now they, they play each other. They, now they play each other. But you know what? I'm, I'm beginning to think that this, this Brattleboro team 
is mm. going to be a monster in Division Two. Maybe not like Burr and Burton was the last few years. No, but. but I heard people say that even before the season, that they thought Brattleboro would be a a a, a real playoff contender in in Division Two, uh, and and I think they are. I mean, I I just think there's going to be uh, some football excitement in Brattleboro that we have not seen in quite a while. Well, they've scored over 100 points in two games so far. Right. And, um, you know, Tyler Millerick, I think, would be one of the best players in Division One this year. He would year. be. Uh, and he may, he may be the best player in Division Two. I mean, the kid is, he's one of those throwback guys, three-sport yep. athletes, you know, does well at everything that he does. And the guys, he's a fire plug. He's a, he's a perfect leader. I mean, he's just a guy who can do a lot. He can lift you on his shoulders, but he's one of those guys who, who tries to inspire you as well. You know, right. When you play and, you know, and his talk on the field. So uh, I look at I look at Brattleboro as being a real player in Division One. Maybe not the best team. That'll all shake in itself Division out. Two. Yeah. In Division Two. Right. But, uh, you know, it could wind up being that way. But yep. But, you know, it, it adds something. I mean, Burn Burton goes away, but now Brattleboro's in there, and it makes things maybe a little bit more competitive for Fairhaven and Bellows Falls because uh, they both had their hands full of Burn Burton the last few years. So, uh, But it'll be interesting to see who shakes out there. I, well, I've you got... talk about uh, shaking out this weekend um, in D1. The Burn Burton-Colchester game, Bears watching. Yes, yeah, the two and O teams, and I think that you know because of the way schedules are are put out to get there. You know, there are some teams that are playing really really tough at the beginning of the year, other teams a little bit softer, and then they go into the tougher part because you know eventually you're going to bang heads with everybody in that division, right. all the good teams. So, I think that uh, this is a telling game right now. Oh yes, I, I think I would have to. I would have to put Burn Burton. I mean, they scored more than 100 points in two games as well. I would pick Burn Burton over Colchester, but it's a, it's a telling game. You're right. Yeah, I mean, but you know, you go to Hartford, or you play Hartford, and score more than 40 points. That's that's a lot. That is. That's a lot. Even yep. if Hartford's numbers are a little bit down this year, I still expect them to be a, a good team. Yeah, uh, I you know, know you've got them in your. In your power rankings, yep, they're and, uh, they're it's a program, right? You know, and you got to look at programs here. Yep. So, uh, just to go throw a little bit out there, uh, I I put uh, Middlebury because of its defense and its offense, yep. as a number one team. Rutland, which took a uh, took a loss to St. Johnsbury last weekend, I've got it four. So, I've got um, St. J number two. St. J number two. Yep. Yep. And um, see who did I put in number three? Oh, excuse me for crinkling paper here. Burn Burton number three. Right. I think Burn Burton's got to prove itself a little bit more at this level, and they'll certainly have a chance when they play bigger teams. You know, oh, yeah. so uh, yeah. I think that's something that's going to be fun to watch because Burn Burton is still going to be one of the more physical teams in any division they play because that's their philosophy is to be very, very physical. Absolutely, and not to beat a dead horse um, on the scheduling, but. I still think it's a shame that the two schools 35 miles apart in D1, Rutland and BBA aren't playing one another. It's a game everybody wants to see. I hope that gets rectified in the future scheduling. Uh, but uh, who knows? They might meet in the postseason. And if they do, oh boy, that is going to be a highly anticipated game. This is the inside pitch. 
the Rutland Herald's local sports podcast. Brought to you by our season sponsor, the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Healthy you, healthy together. Yeah, well, you know what? I tell you what, it's, it's, I'd, I'd rather see that game earlier in the year. Right. And the reason is this, is because uh, one of the coaches mentioned, you know, when we were talking about Burn Burton going to Division One, and he said, uh, the, thing is, the thing is, you play week after week after week against bigger schools, and it's going to take more of a physical toll on you. Right. So near the end of the year, I mean, you've really got to have some depth to, to weather that kind of a storm. So, yep. uh, so I'd like to see that game earlier in the year. And I, I would have thought it had been a natural just to take the place of Brattleboro on Rutland's schedule because Brattleboro drops down. So I was surprised to see that. Uh, Coach Norman uh, from Rutland High School was surprised to see that and uh, wishes he had that game. And, uh, you know, I don't blame him. I think it's a heck of a game, really. Right. You know, when Burn right. Burn plays, bangs heads against anybody. Burn Burn, St. Johnsbury would be a heck of a game, you know. Yep. So I, I think those are games that you, you really want to see, but with a 12-team league, it's going to be hard to do that. Yep. Um, so, which brings me to another point. I'm beginning to think, you know, just, just because we're starting to get some of these lopsided scores again, that I think, you know, yeah, I, I might be a proponent of four divisions in football and to be nimble and to do it uh, one-year schedules instead of two, which I know is kind of a pain in the butt to be having to do every year. But uh, Well, I think you have a lot of people that would agree with you maybe on the, on the four-division thing. I would not be one of them. Uh, I just think a state with only, what are we, 30 now? 30, right. 30 football, varsity right. football programs is too small for four divisions, but uh, I, I know why you're looking at that, but but I would not agree with you. I, I might entertain a proposal of uh, two, div- two 11-man divisions and an eight-man division, and, and that maybe would uh, even allow some of these programs like Missisquoi and Mount St. Joseph Academy, the school with such a historic, almost biblical Division <laughs> One history, uh, to to actually entertain thoughts of football again. But you know, we could talk about that all day, and probably some committee should be right now in some room, someplace doing just that. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, 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 well. Don't MSJ. Please don't come back with 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 football. Please until you've got a hundred boys in the school. You know. So. And this uh, is from a MSJ graduate. This is from. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. Well, don't tell them whether I'm Democrat or Republican either. Though. All right. Just let's not let's not go there. Okay. But I just I I did for a school to be successful, you got to have some numbers. Right. You know. And I. And well, I know, it. and that's why I'm talking about the number eight. Because I agree with you. You got to have some numbers and. And, and, you know, Maine did it this year. Maine went to an eight-man, and uh, it's helped some programs stay afloat and uh, caused a lot of excitement up there. And uh, I just think it should always be on the table. Well, I think so, too. I think so, too. I mean, anything that keeps football. But the thing is that you have a lot of personalities clashing in situations like this. Some teams, well, Rice, for example, this schedule, wanted to stay in Division One, where right. the, the VPA wanted to put them in Division Two, And then they come out and they forfeit their first game. I know. And they lose their second game by 30 points. So you right. got to wonder what's the, what is the thinking behind that. I think the, the VIFL needs to be very nimble 
and needs to make as many changes as possible just to keep things competitive. I don't think travel should be an issue. I think if you've got to travel 100 miles to play a football game, to stay in your division, then you've got to do it. We're well, not that big a state. Well, it's it's, it's, not, it's not like Marshall in East Texas no, going to no. West Texas to play Lubbock. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're not a big state. Exactly. So I think that's something that's that's one of the sacrifices that has to be made, I think, is to travel. So I, I just would like to see football survive. Nobody wants to see football go away. No. Nope. As um, Coach Norman was saying last week on our podcast, it's as safe as it's ever been. Right. Uh, I haven't seen in, in four games that I've watched, I haven't seen anybody come out and go through a, a concussion protocol. And uh, four games is a pretty good sample size. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied that football is doing what it needs to do to keep it healthy yep. and to uh, keep players safe. And I just wish they, they need to go that extra step just to keep football alive and to be able to grow football because right now we are not right. in a good place to grow football programs. Right. And I think eight-man would be an opportunity for that to happen. So uh, to that extent, I agree with you, even if it's a separate division from schools that are not right in play right now. There was uh, a, a graph, a, a map in Sports Illustrated this past week uh, showing the states where football has grown and the place where football has lost numbers. And it's something like it was... 48 states had lost numbers and two states had gained. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's all over. Yeah. yeah. It's all over. So now we're doing a short podcast today, so I want to turn over to our last few minutes. We want to talk about something that's happening this weekend. And, Tom, you're the perfect guy to talk about it. It's homecoming at West Rutland, which means West Rutland and Proctor boys and girls. Two really, really good games. Hi, this is podcast engineer George Nostrin, the one that Bob and Tom are always heckling. If you're wondering where you can find the Inside Pitch, we post it on our website every week under the sports drop-down menu. It's also shared on Facebook, Twitter, and you can find it on iTunes. I would not be surprised uh, whichever team won either game, the boys or the girls. I think they're both, they're both great games. They're, they're four of the better teams in Division Four, putting it all on the line on a rivalry. West Rutland does a great homecoming. There's all kinds of food concessions. There's face painting. There's fifth and sixth grade games starting at 9.30 a.m. going all the way through to middle school and then the varsity game at 1 and then the varsity game at 3 or 3.30 it's just a full day of soccer between in, in what I think is the best small school rivalry in the state of Vermont. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And like I said, I wouldn't be surprised no matter what team won either one of those two games. They're that close. It's going to be a great day. Now, you, don't, you won't handicap the boys game and give the advantage to Proctor? I don't know because um, you know you got well. You saw Kyle Laughlin play against Arlington. Well, yes, Kyle He's a heck of a goalie. A, he is. Yeah, Ian French is a good goalie. Uh, a little small and not quite as experienced as Kyle, but Ian, like we were talking about before we went on the air, has got like a a quartet of great backs in front of him. Uh, experienced backs, mm -hmm. yeah. three of them being seniors. So 
I think that game is a toss-up. And and okay. uh, the girls also. I mean, again, in the girls, you got two great goalies with, uh, you know, Rachel Stewmiller and, and Serena Coombs. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen on that day. I really don't. You know, sometimes you go to a game, you got a pretty good idea. I don't know. I just don't know. Well, I know what will happen on that day. You'll visit the concession stand. I can guarantee you that much. So, <laughs> well, I like to support the horde. Absolutely. There you yeah. go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's it. That's where you should go on Saturday if you're not going to a football game. Uh, There's some other games in the area. We never did obviously. get the college football. That's how fast it went. We never but did. I got to tell you, Norwich okay. winning, Castleton losing, but both playing so well, so much better this year. I think it bodes well for the future for both the Spartans, and the Cadets. And the Bucket Bowl this year, for sure. Which is coming up, which September is, Which is coming up, September 28th. There's all kinds of good stuff coming oh, up here. Oh, you love the so fall. We love the fall. You love the, you love the fall, and I love the Saturdays because of the diversity. You know, you can go to see soccer in the morning, you see football in the afternoon. Oh, I love the weekend. And they're all spread out there. I love Saturday, but I love the whole dadgum week. I do. I really do. The field hockey, the soccer, I love it. I love it all. I love it all. Okay. Fall is great. Fall is great. It's fantastic. It's that thing that falls we're not so crazy about. Okay. Well, not the basketball season, just shoveling. Okay. Well, I'm going to shovel us on out of here here before uh, George starts throwing things at me. Uh, it's been our podcast for the day. I'm so glad you were able to join us for Inside Pitch. Uh, for Tom Haley, George Nostrin, I'm Bob Fredette. Come join us next week. This is Chris Charbonneau, MSJ men's varsity basketball coach, and you're listening to the Inside Pitch. The Rutland Herald's local sports podcast. Brought to you by our season sponsor, the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Healthy you, healthy together.